Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up. What do you got? Okay, so full transparency. I did not know that K-Log had a plant-based section. I mean, I probably should have known. but K-Log? You mean the cereal company? Yeah. Okay. You mean like... Like uh, Tony the Tiger? Yeah, Tony the Tiger. You're great. Right. Like Frosted Flakes, Kellogg's? Yeah. So yeah. All right, go ahead, they go. have announced they will separate into three different companies to create greater st- strategic, operational, and financial focus. So it'll be like their plant-based stuff. Uh, they're like snacks and all that other stuff. And I was like, damn, I didn't even know that they made plant-based stuff. Because, you know, these companies have like little, like they have Frosted Flakes, Pop-Tarts. You know, Rice Krispie treats and all this other stuff. So they have subcategories, but their plant base brought in three hundred and forty million dollars in revenue revenue last year alone. Wow, good for them. That's cool. What do they have? What do they have that's plant based? Like, I mean, it's called Morningstar Farms, which is one of their brands. I didn't know that was a Kellogg. Yeah, I feel like Morningstar Farms. I feel like I see them. I'm not positive, but I feel like I see them in the frozen section. Yeah, chicken nuggets, sausage links. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Again, I didn't know that that was owned by them, but they want to kind of uh, divide and conquer and focus like strategically in each area. And I thought that was cool. I was like, damn, y'all making that money. It's plant based. What's the other two? Like snacks, Cheez-Its, Pringles and stuff like that. Hold up. They got them all, huh? They got Pringles. They do. I didn't know that. So the cereal company, so it's going to be cereal like snacks, right? So the cereal and the plant based will stay in their headquarters in Michigan. And then their global snacking company will kind of divide into Michigan and Chicago. Chicago will have their corporate headquarters. Somebody listening today is thinking to themselves right now, did I really need to know this? But here's what's going to happen to you. You're going to go somewhere. Somebody's going to bring something up, and you're going to sound like super smart when you go, oh, you know what? In terms of Kellogg's, you know about their plant-based division, you know that they're doing with that, right? You've heard about that? And people are going to be like, no, really? And you're going to sound super smart. So that is what you need to know. How about there that? There you go. Good job, Laura. That's yeah. what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Um, so, Cappy. Yeah, you said you were going to talk about USC. I want to hear this. Okay. So, USC. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about this a little bit with Beto yesterday because, obviously, he's so plugged into high school sports and whatnot. And USC has finally started to realize the power of NIL and the power of Los Angeles, right? When you say finally, what the- do you mean? Using it to their advantage, like they've embraced it openly. I mean, like, my even goodness, Lincoln Riley at first. Remember Lincoln Riley just a few months ago? We were talking about how he was like, ah, I don't know how to feel about it, and now it's the complete opposite. He's like, let's go nil, you know, like it's 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 taken a turn in just a very short amount of time for him. I mean, and, George, I was I was just in Pittsburgh just to say this. I was just in Pittsburgh last week, you know, where I went yeah. to college. Did you say side of cubes for me or no? I did not say hi to Cubes because Cubes did not show up at the event, as a matter oh, of fact. Okay. He did not show up. But he did make a very, very healthy donation. So his name was nice. mentioned a couple of times. Yeah. But I, I, I was around, like, my pit football community because I was there for an event related to that. And right, there was a lot of buzz. Addison. Right. There, that's what I was getting at. There's a lot of buzz about how Jordan Addison left 
Pittsburgh, where he was the number one wide receiver in college football, won the Bolitnikoff Award, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, yeah. and left to go to USC. Right. And the, the buzz was, how do you blame a guy for leaving to the bright lights of L.A., to the history and tradition of the USC program, to this new coach and this new offense, and the reports of a house and three million bucks. And again, I don't know what's real and what's not real, but you know, you say using it to their advantage. Yeah, USC, the same way Texas A&M was being accused of buying their entire recruiting class, anybody who's learning how to use the NIL stuff this early, they're going to be the at least the early winners. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. But it's why, again, we, what we've talked about, Nick Saban is all annoyed at USC and Miami and all these schools. They're spending a ton of money. And the SEC, you know, they're trying to get their act straight, basically. Because if those schools become available where it's, hey, it's a real city, I think kids from those parts of the country are going to be like, hey, we might as well stick around here. Um, you know, these, these places are working out again. So, but your point about USC finally so kind let, of let me, getting it. Yeah, go well, ahead. what I wanted to get at was how quickly do you believe now that they've completely embraced NIL uh, in a you know in a very quick I don't want to call it a turn of events they were just I I think still trying to put their arms around it initially and didn't have like a real comment about it yet um, but now I believe that they've embraced it how quickly do you think Lincoln Riley can turn this thing around this year like no no like yeah. I'm talking about win a championship man okay in the next three years okay that's better. Okay, so look, here's here's the thing. I actually believe that, the, you know, the notion of growing pains or, hey, it's his first year and it's this new offense and, hey, it's this new quarterback and this new wide receiver and it's a new coaching staff and it's a new whole new attitude. To me, you've gone out and you've gotten the best college football quarterback. You've gotten the best college football wide receiver. You've paid this head coach an exorbitant amount of money for being a, a college football head coach. That's what the market pays now. Mm-hmm. So instead of thinking, hey, let's give him some time, and you know, four years from now when he gets his own recruiting class in here, it's going to be all different. No, no, that nonsense. stuff is done. Yeah, I nonsense. Know. The the money that the that the USC has now put into their football program, it's because they expect immediate results. And mm-hmm. I think that we, the longtime USC college football fan base should have the same expectations. Uh, yeah, but here, here's what I would tell you. I think they can – I mean, could they win the Pac-12 next year? Maybe. Like, I'd be I, – I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. It would, would not surprise yeah. me one bit if USC wins the Pac-12 this year. It wouldn't surprise me, but, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be, like, super easy. But, no, but because but, do you know why? Because they're going to put up 40 or 50 points a game, but their defense is not good. Not good. And they didn't add a ton of guys from an NIL standpoint – on that enough guys on that side of the ball where I felt like it's going to be a big difference because yeah, they you know were what? not good last night. Hey, dude, outscore everybody. That's your defense is, no, right. is scoring no, 56 yeah. points. Yeah. Then let me, you know what will happen, George, if that's the case? Let me just tell you this. If USC is a real Pac-12 championship contender this year and their defense is bad, but their offense scores 50 or 60 points a game, There'll be ninety thousand people at least nine games. Yeah, right. But but they'll bring ninety thousand back to the Coliseum because oh, yeah, they'll be so entertaining that yeah. people are going to want to go back and see this offense. That they're definitely going to do that. They are going to be super fun to watch. I don't know if that's going to translate into enough wins to to be like a real contender. But to win the the division, sure. To win the Pac twelve, maybe. But, like, they're at least going to be interesting. There is no question about that. You know where my expectations are all screwed up, though? What? Is that, so here I am, and I'm promoting this all. Hey, look, they went out and got the best guy in coaching, okay? They got the best quarterback who followed him. 
best wide receiver, most decorated player in the country a year ago. They added all these pieces. In pro sports, not college sports, but in pro sports, how frequently does a team add all the pieces and then win the championship? You know, I mean, I mean, in college, it happens, you know, I mean, there's always a few surprises here and there on the roster. But for the most part, it's why Clemson and Alabama have been so successful the last decade. Right. But it's also why Golden State wins the NBA's championship, because they're a great team and a great organization. And generally speaking, they have the same core of guys. You know, the the, the core of their team is still their team. And then they put good guys around. How does this translate to USC, though? Well, so this is actually the bad news part of it which is if it rarely works in pro sports where you build an all-star caliber team and then say, well, look, on paper, they got the roster, they're going to win the championship. Think about where we were a year ago when Russell Westbrook joined the Lakers. We all thought, well, wow, they're going to win the championship. Look what they've just added to their team. And it rarely works that way. Right. So you're saying in college it it works less that way? I'm saying I'm not really sure how it's going to work out because you've got this first-year head coach. That was a long way to go around just to tell me that, though. Well, I'm saying that it may or may not work. Like, my (laughs) expectation is they got all these guys. They got to go out and win right now. But reality is when you put all these pieces together for the first time, how frequently does this really work? Yeah, I don't expect I don't expect a ton of them a ton from them in the first year. Other than I want them to win the the Pac-12 South, like I think that's the, that should be the first goal. Uh, and and it's crazy because I used to mock Keyshawn for saying stuff like that. He used to do he used to give me his like cliche like football thing where he'd be like, the first uh, goal of the season is to win the Pac-12 South. The second goal of the season is to win the Pac-12, and he'd do it in that kind of like silly voice. But it's true, I guess, in retrospect, especially now as they're rebuilding. Well, you set goals, you know, and you say, hey, guys, for us to get to the national championship, here's what we have to do. First things yeah. first, we've got to win our division in the conference. Correct. Second, and they've got a, a, a you know, a fairly easy schedule. Um, in the, not easy, I shouldn't say that. Uh, but they have a schedule that's winnable in, in a lot of ways. Right. So let's start off by winning our division of the conference. Right. Then let's win the conference. Yeah. And if we do those two things, yeah. let the chips fall where they may. Because here's what they got. Week one, September 3rd, Saturday. Man, I mm-hmm. can't wait for that. Um, they, they've got rice. If you can't beat a side dish, you're in trouble. That's the way I look at it. Okay. So they play rice to open on September 3rd at, at the Coliseum. Okay. Right. And then they go to, they're already tested week two though at Stanford and you know, usually not a pushover and usually a tough game for them. So, you know, at, you know, week two, no, that's a I, serious game. Now, again, if Lincoln, if Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley style is working already week two, they should maul Stanford. Now, if if they're not on, like, if, if, if the offense isn't on the same page, that could be a real troublesome game because Stanford's defense is generally going to be good, and they're going to control the clock. They're going to try to control the clock in that scenario. All right, so you got you got to warm up against Rice. Then you got a real game on the road at Stanford, a game that right. winnable, sure. Yeah. But is it? are they overwhelming favorites on paper? Probably not. No. And then they got Fresno State. Never an easy game, I feel like. Never. Yeah, okay, that's one of those games that most of us look at that game and they go Mountain West team, you know, they're really not in the same league. And um, that's how you get bit by teams like that, Correct. which they have in the past. At Oregon State, in Corvallis, always weird. Weird things mm-hmm. happen there to them. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then they got Arizona State at home, Washington okay. State at home. Um, Arizona, those games should be winnable, in of my course. opinion. Of course they are, yes. Um, at Utah is tough. Now, that's your toughest game on the schedule to this point. Like, that's a tough, tough game. Utah is a good football team. 
if by the chance, if USC is unbeaten by the time they go to Utah, what are they, 6-0 and at that point, something like that, 6-0, and 7-0? and two, three, yeah, 6-0. and Okay, that's the kind of game that can make or break your season. Correct. If, if you, you're on the road and you beat Utah, people are going to take you seriously? Correct. And if you lose that game, people are going to be like, all right, well, USC, no, like, they're, they're not, they're not there yet. yet. Right. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Because Utah is legitimately good. Okay. Um, Who's after I that? think they may be the best team in the Pac-12. Okay, who do they got like, after that? Uh, at Arizona, that should be, I mean, they're I mean, a that mess. should be a joke, right. Yeah. Cal, they should win that. Okay. Colorado on a Friday here. Um, okay. They got Cal at homecoming. Uh, C- Colorado the following week. Short week, but Colorado's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, so they should win that. UCLA will be interesting. They bring back a very veteran group, and they kicked the living you-know-what out of USC last year in the Coliseum, and now they're playing in the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay. So not an easy game. Okay, And then Notre Dame at the end of the season, which will be a really tough game. Where's that There's game? no question about that. Uh, that game is at the Coliseum. Okay. Hey, look. It, so it they've is... got three. Here's what I would say. They've got yeah. Stanford is a tough game. Oregon State is a toughish game. Um, Utah's clearly a tough game. Uh, UCLA is a toughish game. Um, and Notre Dame is a tough, tough game. So right. they've got two really tough games, which I think they'll probably lose. And then three that are like, mm, what's going to happen with those three games, which is UCLA, uh, Oregon State, and Stanford, and maybe four. I'll throw in Fresno State in there because they're always tough. Tell you one thing right now: don't underestimate all the other games that you know we kind of looked at as the easier games: Washington State, Arizona State, Fresno State. Can't overestimate, uh, and you can't really like overlook those teams because I'll tell you one thing about USC this year: everybody's going to play them as if they were national champions last year. Oh yeah, because of Lincoln Riley arriving and that, Caleb Williams playing and, on the team right, because and, he was at Oklahoma. Yeah, because all the kids from these other schools are going to be like they they're not offering me three million dollars to show up. I want to go there and beat them. Yeah. So yeah, everybody's I, I, bringing their A game. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with that. Look at that, Cappy. We geeked out on some Dude, college football. I like it, man. I mean, what is today? Today is June 22nd. Yes, yeah. and we are starting to geek out on college football. Good. You like that? I do. I'm excited about college football this year. Kirk Listen, Cousins, I, I've been a just, USC fan for a long time. Um, like, I not just my whole life. you, by the way. So, say again? I just Kirk Cousins you. You like that? You, do, you like that? It's fine. It's, yes, I do like it. I'm a USC football fan. And I want to see this program get back to where it was. Yeah, of course. And the West the West matters in college football when USC is great. Listen, no doubt about it. I can't believe it's here we are. It's June twenty second. We're we're already talking college football. So way to go, USC. You've made yourself relevant again. Thank you, yeah. Mike Bone. Boney. Way to go, Boney. When is Bone when are we going out with Boney? When do you want to go? Let's Because I don't want to go out with Mike Bone. I want to go out with Boney. Boney. I'm, I shouldn't say this. I don't know if I should say this on the air. Okay, then don't. No, no, I'm going to say it. Okay. I think Mike Bone is coming to the after party at the Mandy's. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. With Canelo? I mean, that would be big. Well, if true. Laura, Laura, that w- those That'd were the next words out of my mouth. And there's a rumor. Canelo? Yeah. There, okay. There's a rumor that Canelo Alvarez may be coming as well. Yeah, big if true, I would and say. And Flea, right? Mm-hmm. Flea's actually not available because he's on a tour in Europe. But Al Michaels says he's, he's probably going to come. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, coming up next, Cappy. Mm-hmm. The Nets will trade Kyrie Irving to the Lakers under one condition. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. Oh, I'll tell you in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. There's no anniversary with this one, though, right? Just you decided to play I Kiss a Girl and I Like It? Yeah, because it's National Kissing Day. It's Kissing Day. Day. Oh, National Kissing Day. That's true. Thank you. It's a good day. It is. It's also National Chocolate Eclair Day. I'm good on anything with chocolate on it for the most part. Chocolate Eclair... That is not something I would order at the donut shop. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's not my first either, but I wouldn't. You know, if someone offered me an eclair, right? I wouldn't turn it down. You brought in donuts a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I had to do everything I could in my you power didn't eat not to eat one. Yeah. yeah. You didn't eat them. You put an old-fashioned in front of me or like a, like a bear claw. Or just a plain glazed donut, or a strawberry jelly there some donut. Glazed donuts in there. I know, but I again, George, I had to fight my way into not eating one of those. Now, by the way, just a side note: Did I hear that our very own Christopher Arthur Morales? Did everybody know that's Chris's middle name? Did you no, guys know that? But, no, I didn't. Know. Did you just make that up? No, uh, Christopher Arthur Morales himself is putting out some kind of a weight loss challenge. Do you guys know about this? By the way, there's no way his middle name is is Arthur. That's what I was told. But listen, if I got it wrong, that's just what somebody his, told me. His, his, his email has three now. letters in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just, listen, I was just, I was told that his middle name was Arthur. <laughs> Who are you told by? I don't want to say, George, because I don't want to give it away. You don't want to reveal your sources? Correct. You know, this is yeah. one of those times Which where. Because ain't available. Sources what are you, close Woj? To the situation. Brian Windhorst, you're windy now? Right. Yeah, it's one of I those. Mean, you are of a windbag. You're not windy. But. Well, I don't, listen, I don't want to tell you where I get this <laughs> stuff from, but I'll just tell you. Morales' middle name, I understand it to be Arthur. Christopher Arthur Morales. Okay, so tell me about Christopher Arthur Morales. So what's the deal now? He says he's going to lose 40 pounds. He wants to do a weight challenge. Yeah, yeah. 40 pounds for his 40th birthday, so he's got the whole year, this 2023 year. He's only turning 40? Um, Yeah, I guess. That wasn't very nice. Well, I'm just, why was that not very nice? Because that means you think he's, you said he's only turning 40, like you think he's older than that. Yeah, I'm pretty surprised. <laughs> pretty surprised, frankly. <laughs> he's only turning 40. A jerk. No, I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, with that attitude, I thought he was, at, I thought he was a little bit, you know, a little older than that. Hmm. A little more weathered. No, he's young. With he's that attitude young. on him. Mm-hmm. With his attitude, I mean, Chris is like a kid at heart. I don't know what, you, what you're referring to. Just Very seems like young, he's uh, young spirited. No, just a lot of attitude, like as mm, if you know, like earned it over the years. Maybe you just get that, but you know, I get a very nice Chris. You do well, oh. yeah. I mean, he won't treat you the way he treats me, of course. Never, no, no, he wouldn't do that. Mm-mm. Or Lindsay, we get we get a nice Chris. He he called you yeah. a bleep the other day on text, which I really thought was pretty. Well, hilarious. I tell you what, he didn't get a nice Lindsay to back though the other day. Lindsay went off on him yesterday. Yeah, you know. It's so okay. sometimes he, you know he poked he poked the bear. Yeah. And sometimes you get bit. All right. So bottom line is he wants to lose a bunch of weight. Who's yeah. in on this with him? Who's in on the Me. competition? Me. Okay. So Chris says he's going to lose 40 pounds at the end, by the end of this year, and then 20 pounds in the early part of next year. 60 pounds you got to lose. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is anybody else in on this challenge with him? You, Laura, you are. You're one person. Anybody else? I'll, I'll go in. Sanana don't need to lose weight, nor does Lindsay. I mean, I don't know if I need. I, can, I mean, I could spare to lose like 10. Sure. Oh, you look so skinny. No. Skinny runt. 
No, so, not no. That's well, not so what skinny, I said. So like they're good. So like they so don't. Skinny, I don't. Like well, sick. I mean, I shouldn't be like saying what they need to do, but I feel like they both look fit. Lindsay and Sedona look fit. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I'm know. happy to participate in the activities. However, I'm actually trying to gain a little bit of weight back. Oh, I'm not trying to gain a little bit of weight, but I am. So, no, just well, there you know. like, like to lose kind of some. on the same page, Cap. Like to lose some, but kind if Chris is going to have some kind of a weight loss challenge, I got to be in on that. Yeah, let's do it. I need to well, lose do a your 30. thing, man. Is there a prize at the end? Your weight loss. I don't know. You, you guys <laughs> to decide your weight. Yeah, your exactly. weight loss, bro. That's your that's your prize. You lose the weight you want to lose. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know who just sent me a text? Tell me. Beto. Mel, the owner of Tropicana Bakery in Downey, which I was at this past weekend. Don't tell me. He's got good chocolate eclairs. Oh, he just sent me a picture of it, yeah. Dude, their stuff is amazing. Yeah. So good. He just sent me a picture right from the uh, right from the shelf. Wow. Chocolate eclairs, huh? Yeah. Is he coming to the Mandy's on Friday? I don't know. I don't believe so. I mean, I haven't heard if that's the case. Mel, why don't you drop those. off some of those chocolate eclairs on Friday? How about you just go buy some, bro? Mm-hmm. How far is How far is Tropicana? I'm trying to think from Downey to Montebello. It's not yeah. far. How far not, we think? It's yeah, not. it's it's on the way. Yeah, yeah it's I not mean, far. well, coming. Yeah, and coming from the direction you're coming from, yes. Yeah, it is good. on the way. Yeah, you're good. I know, but I'm going to be hustling to get there on Friday. No, man. you're good. Why are you're you good. Because I, I think because we're on the air at two on Friday. Leave early. Trying, but I got some things going on. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not that bad. Yeah, I would say it's like 25 minutes max. Okay. Mm, yeah, not that bad. Yeah, it, it isn't that bad. What are those little croqueta thingies you brought that one time that I thought were a donut, but they were like ham and cheese? No, just ham yeah, and chicken and stuff. Inside. Literally croquetas. croquetas. They are called croquetas. <laughs> those croquetas are muy yeah. bien. Yeah. yeah. Beto says he'll pick up Tropicana on Friday. Beautiful. Beto's See? That's a good one. Beto is just, let me tell you, man. I, I can't say guy. enough. Well, I guess I could. I could probably say enough about Beto. Yeah. But apparently, Beto brought the heat the last couple of days. He did. Beto was great. I, I would watch my back. My, 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 my shy. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. You know, I would. I, I am watching my back. <laughs> I'm serious. Beto wants this gig. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, it'll um, screw up his golf game. He doesn't want this yeah. gig. So anyway, let me. Uh, so the Nets are willing yeah. to trade Kyrie Irving to the Lakers, Cappy. Mm-hmm. But you said there's, there's only one way this could work, though. One condition, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they want Anthony Davis. <laughs> Who does? The Nets? Yeah. They do? Why? That you, yeah, you want Kyrie? Well, we will want Anthony Davis. And the for Lakers are not trading Anthony Davis. What do they want Anthony Davis for? I don't know because he's good. <laughs> good. How many games did Kyrie play last year? Less than Anthony Davis. I wonder what the number really is. Like how many? Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis last year played forty games. Kyrie played less than that. He probably played like less than thirty. Is my guess. Well. If I were the Nets, the only reason I'd be asking for Anthony Davis is because I have no intention whatsoever to do this transaction. And knowing that the Lakers are not going to give up Anthony Davis, it's a way of saying, we're not doing this deal. Yeah. Now, if you want to get crazy and you want to yeah. give us LeBron, yeah, we'll take no, LeBron. That, yeah, that's not happening. Um, but, man, I'm good. Uh, Kyrie played 29 games. I was close. I was really close. Wow, you're a league insider. Well, I said less than 30, are. so I was still right, I guess. Yeah, you're an insider. I'm an outsider. You are an outsider. All I'm saying is this. Um, if I were the Nets, I don't really want Anthony Davis. Truth be told, you know, I I, I just don't see Anthony Davis. Well, they they do the Kyrie deal. Would you take? Would you do it if you were Rob Palinka? If I listen, 
if I were Rob Palenka and it really, really, really came down to Anthony Davis for Kyrie Irving, I think I could justify making that trade. Really? I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't either because I think Anthony Davis, if he ever gets healthy, he'll regain his value. Well, LeBron put out an Instagram, or was it Twitter, uh, about it's like a mixtape of like Anthony Davis's like great moments as a Laker. Yeah, and I they, see he that. wrote he wrote something. What did he write, Lindsay? Do you remember what he wrote? He wrote something like "You'll make them remember" or something like that. Yeah, something like they they forget they forgot who this was or don't let them forget who this was. Something. By the like way, that. he's right. I just want to say, in all honesty, he's right. Like, because when I watched all those videos, I was like, "Damn, that guy right there, that guy is good." But then I had to re- remember and go, no, 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 that guy was good. Will he be good again if he ever can stay healthy? But LeBron in the video that he put out, all those highlights of AD, he's right. A lot of us have forgotten. He was a great player when healthy. He has not been able to stay healthy for two seasons, and most of us don't think he will be able to stay healthy, unfortunately. But seriously, um, you, Kyrie for, for, for Anthony Davis, I would – I. I'd entertain it. Is it off the table for you? Yeah, I wouldn't do it. I have to really think about it. I have to really yeah, sit no. down with Kyrie and go, yo, you, you planning on really playing or not? Because if you're really playing, we might have something here. Yeah. Here's well, the, video. the COVID the... vaccine thing like isn't an issue anymore, though, right? Yeah, no, it's not. And that was why he missed most of his games. Um, here's what LeBron wrote. It was on Instagram. He wrote, get it twisted if you want to. I'm in due time. He'll remind you once again why he's him in capital letters, oh, exclamation please. point. And I can't wait for it to be unleashed. Oh, God. Come on, LeBron. Really? Like, do you not have anything better going on in your offseason? Seriously. He's motivating his teammate. Oh, please. If Tom last- Brady did that, you would love it. No, dude. Last year, LeBron did yeah. all this. Don't you call us old. Say we're this. Say we're that. Keep that energy. Everybody ca- kept that energy. And when the Lakers were laughing, he was wrong. The league, he was wrong. Right. So he should stop doing that. Just a piece of advice from old Cappy. Well, because it didn't work out one time? Listen, if you think you need to spend all this time, uh, like, instigating on social media to step up for your guy, Anthony Davis, do your thing, bro. Do your thing. I mean, I understand, you know, LeBron is a media mogul. If Tom Brady did it, you would call it great leadership. Did what? If he tweeted out, like, yo, Mike Evans, or somebody who had a bad season last year for the Bucs. I don't know. I'm just going to use a random example. I know Mike Evans did not have a bad season. But, like, Mike Evans... He's the man. You're going to make him remember. We're going to get this going. We got one for, one more for the Bucks. Like if he wrote something ridiculous like that, you'd eat it up. You may be right. Truth be told. You yes, may be right. I know you. You may be right, but hold on. The difference is, is that we've seen LeBron do this before, and we've seen it blow up in his face before. So why does he keep doing it? That's all I'm asking. I'm just, I mean, I don't remember, I guess. But what do you want him to do? You want him to not, not try to pump up his guy? Yeah, like just. I see all these videos of LeBron working out with Kevin Love. Like, do your thing, man. Just work out, shoot, get your body right, get your mind healthy, you know, and get ready to to see if you can possibly put this all back together. Because every day that goes by, all these rumors and all this speculation, the reality is still the reality. The team is still the team. They still do have Russ. So do everything you can do to prepare your body and your mind to try and make some kind of a run next year. Yeah, not spending time on social media with highlights of Anthony Davis. You're going to make him remember. He might. He might. Yeah. But guess what? He might also be hurt, and then he might not again. But then what if he remembers? I would love to remember, because let me tell you something. I had forgotten, and I saw all those highlights. I'm, damn, Anthony Davis, man. That guy, he was good. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you can't trade him. 
even for Kyrie. But if Kyrie wants to come for the mid-level exemption, let's go. Yeah. All right, big deal or no deal in two minutes. Let's go with that. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lindsay, take it away now from me. Very energetic. Thanks, Sedano. Thanks, Christopher. Oh, man. I I just love when he does that. It's so funny. (laughs) Gives me so much energy. All right. So the PGA Tour announced sweeping changes and enhancement to the schedule earlier Mm. today as a direct result of the threat from the Live Golf Invitational Series. Mm -hmm. Among the changes, PGA Tour will boost prize money in several events. They're going to scrap wraparound seasons and reduce fields for the FedEx playoffs, allowing top players to take time off in the fall. It was also announced earlier this week that golfers who have joined the Live will be allowed to play in the Open next month, despite the PGA Tour suspending members who had previously signed up to play in the Saudi League. Is all of this going on right now in the golf world a big deal or no deal, Sedano? I mean, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's kind of shaking up the uh, golf world. Um, I still will stand with those guys can leave to the Live Tour. Good luck because the majority of your audience is old and isn't going to watch you on YouTube, not to mention the complex, ridiculous nature of you playing as teams. And when you try to, I mean, I tried to watch it once and I didn't, they had the team like acronyms and I'm like, what does that even stand for? Who is on what team? I don't get any of this. This is silly. I'm out. And then you got the PGA tour literally having their two final pairing guys being guys who barely out of puberty uh, one with braces who wins the U.S. Open. Like, they can always make stars. Good luck, Live Tour. I say good luck both tours. Like, for me, as a golf fan, I'm a Tiger Woods fan. I was a Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson kind of rivalry fan. And I like golf when it's the majors. I like the Masters and the U.S. Open. I hate the British Open. I can't stand watching it. It makes me, like, cold and gray. It just It's gross, you know, rainy. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just feel like golf in general, they all talk about growing the game. I think they're hurting the game so badly. Yeah, I agree. But, but I'll just say this. I'm probably more inclined to watch the PGA Tour because it'll be on CBS or it'll be on NBC or right. it'll be on Fox or whatever. And I'm probably just more inclined to see that because the Live Tour just won't be in front of me. Right. And I don't, It'll be hard not, to find, and you're definitely not finding it on YouTube. Well, but I'm not a, like a Mickelson fan where I'm like, oh, I got to see Mickelson play. He's playing on the Live Tour in Portland. Or I'm not a Dustin Johnson fan where I'm like, I am so passionate about Dustin Johnson. I really want to watch him play. I don't care. 
I, I think these guys are doing some major damage to the game. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Look at that, Cappy. We agreed a lot today. George, I don't know what's going on here today. Something ain't right in this world. Yeah. Too much right. agreement. Maybe it's a full moon, but it's not. Full moon was like two weeks ago. Yeah. What's next, weird, Lindsay? Weird, weird. All right, Sedano. So, the New York Jets' first-round NFL draft pick, Garrett Wilson, recently discovered the truth about rookie dinners in the NFL. Uh, Former wide receiver and two-time Super Bowl champion Torrey Smith later went on Twitter to put the league's hazing ritual on blast. Torrey Smith tweeted out, quote, Rookie dinners are BS. I'm glad I had an OG that realized teaching me to blow money is stupid. It does not prove you belong on a team. Dudes come into the league with no financial literacy and real problems, but folks think 50K dinners are cool. Nah. So this whole like rookie hazing dinner thing has been going on for years with team veterans forcing rookies to pay tens of thousands of dollars for outrageous steakhouse meals. So is what Tory Smith said about this a big deal or no deal, Cappy? I'm going to say it's no deal. Um, I agree with him, by the way. That it is ridiculous. You know, you, generally speaking, you take somebody who comes from a, an underprivileged background, and again, I'm making a generalization, and all of a sudden you give this young person millions of dollars because they're a good football player and they're their first round draft choice. And then what's the first thing that all the veterans teach them? Go spend a fortune on a dinner, and I'm going to order super expensive bottles of wine to go. It just, it's, it's kind of like antiquated. Your boy Tom saying. Brady used to do that. The story was told today that. Uh, Brady used to show up, order like a $5,000 bottle of wine, take one sip out of the glass and leave. Dude, this has been mm-hmm. the ongoing tradition for all these years. But I'm saying I'm with Tori. I, I kind of think it's old school it's and ridiculous. antiquated and kind of yeah. dumb. It is. It's very dumb. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we should be teaching just in general everyone to be more financially and fiscally responsible. I mean, maybe, maybe I, mean, I sound like you... an old man here, but, I mean, you know, it used to be funny. I used to hear these stories, be like, so, yo, um, you were the first-round pick, right? You took everybody to dinner, the whole linebacker group, right? How much was dinner? $35,000. I'm like, oh, that's so funny. Now I hear that, and I'm like, oh, my God, when this guy's, like, 50 years old and he's broke, and he's like, God, I wish I had that thirty-five grand back. Yeah. No, I, I think that, like, I, I thought you were agreeing with him, saying, like, well, that's just how it used to be. And I feel like a lot of, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I suffered, so you have to suffer. And... You know, like doing stuff like that. It's like it's not funny anymore. I don't think it's cool. And I think if anything, they should be looking out for those guys. Don't Mm. you? I mean, tie a guy to a goalpost, make him carry your equipment, you know, steal his credit card and, you know, buy the secretaries in the office all a bunch of flowers so that when they come in, they're like, oh, my God, that was so sweet of you. You're like, what are you talking about? And then you find out your buddy put a thousand dollars of flowers on your credit card. That's funny. That's a practical joke. That's funny. That's not I don't think that's funny. Anytime that you're spending someone else's money without telling them, like especially thousands of dollars when you're in college and you don't have money. Yeah, well, these guys all think it's funny. I thought it was funny. But now $50,000 dinners, I think, is really, really ostentatious. Oh, that is a 50-cent word. I mean, George, anything? you have any comment on the word ostentatious? I mean, I, I was impressed that you used it. I mean, it was one of those things where I was like, wow, look at Cappy. I is, mean, that, is, that a, is that the right usage? Is it the right pronunciation? I mean, yeah, I mean, pretentious. Yeah, I mean, so that, that falls in the same category, you know? I mean, showy, so, yeah. you know? Yeah, you know, it's, it, yeah, you're, you, you got it right. Thanks. Good job. Okay, uh, next one here. (laughs) 
Yeah, who did teach you that word? Well, you got to remember. Did you looked that a, one up in the thesaurus. I did not. Thesaurus.com. Just remember, I just had a high school graduate, so there was a lot of SAT, ACC, uh, ACT yeah. studying here. So some of these things yeah. did rub off. Yeah. Okay. Good. Did Did you help study with that with that stuff, or you just no? I think I just heard, heard them just talking heard... about it. Yeah, I just heard them talking about. That's it. That's what I yeah. thought. Yeah. I was gonna say you don't strike me as somebody who would really help with the studying. No offense. No, it's okay. None taken. You're right. You nailed me. Okay, last one here. So the Ohio State University has successfully trademarked the word the in a victory oh, for the college and its branding that is sure to produce a lot of eye rolls from Michigan fans and, you know, other rivals. Now, I didn't go to Ohio State, but most of my family is, you know, they went to Ohio State. We're all big Buckeye fans. And they're kind of getting ripped for this. But it had, back in 2019, they were denied. Their trademark was denied, and now it's gone through. So do you guys think that, you know, the whole the Ohio State University thing now being trademarked is a big deal or no deal? I mean, I get I, no deal for me. I think it's kind of silly. But anyway, uh, I mean, I get it. They want it. And, you know, they they certainly use it. Um, They're going to make yeah, a lot I, of money off of like merchandise and stuff. Good, no, no, I get it. That's, yeah, it's smart. I just, you know, I mean, but I, it doesn't resonate with me. I just seems I found it silly that they actually approved it is more my thing. Not that they are, are seeking it. But the word is T-H-E-E? No, it's just the, T-H-E. It's T-H-E is the. also the. Yeah. yeah the. I always thought it's the, the but it's the too. Yeah, I always thought you had to add the extra E. Nope. So what, did they, like so what do they copyright? Meaning. They copyright the word the? The word the, yeah, in front yeah. of Ohio Except State it's University. The, not the, the. Can I they use it or are they going to tell me I owe money every time I say the? No, no, no. It's it's a trade. It's a trademark for merchandise and stuff, Cap. So like, oh. you can't say like, I'm Scott Kaplan from the Penn. Where did you go, Pitt? That's right. From the yeah. University Pitt, of Pittsburgh. Pitt University. Yeah, University yeah. of Pittsburgh. They don't like because Pitt, it's their thing. Right? Only they can use the the. Only yeah. they can use the, huh? I mean, right, mm-hmm. it, like if you printed out a T-shirt that said the vaxxed and waxed, like you yeah. wanted to, yep. then you'd owe them I don't money. Know, they yes. could, yep, they could probably sue you for that. Wow. Cease and yeah. desist. Hmm. So stupid. Yeah, it's kind of like stupid, but it's also funny. No, no, it's smart on their part. Surprised that they got it passed. Well, the thing with trademarking, because I have a trademark, it passes through most of the time. And then like when it goes through the final thing, it gets denied. Like there's like steps through it. You know what I mean? So it's probably they got it through this time, like all the way through. Yeah. Yes, because it's been denied in the past. Well, didn't they? Didn't but, the, the um, didn't the Seahawks a few years ago trademark twelfth man? man? But yeah. then, like Texas A and M had the twelfth man tradition, and then I, I don't know if it was the Seahawks or somebody. Somebody was suing somebody over the use of the twelfth man. Uh, they well, the Seahawks um, apparently will they, right. So Texas A and M sued them, I believe, or something like that, or, or whatever, and then the Seattle. We'll pay 140 grand uh, to Texas A&M for limited rights to the 12th man trademark that the school had. Hmm. All right. See, it's like uh, Michael Buffer. Let's get ready to rumble. Apparently, if you say that, like you're in big trouble. Well, you just said it. I guess I'm in big trouble. Yeah. All right. That is big deal or no deal each and every day at 6:30. Coming up next, we got one more topic I want to get to. I've got a cool comparison, I think, to to Odell Beckham Jr. and what he means to the Rams potentially moving forward and what he meant uh, during the Super Bowl run. uh, That a comparison that will resonate because of 
you know, some of the recent events in sports. Okay. So we'll do that. Plus, Cappy's got a Scotteria. Yeah. I'm and I make believe an you admission. have the Dadvocates one last time. I, don't I you? am. I'm going to make an admission on the air when we come back in Scotteria as to why I took yesterday off the air. Okay. And, and I'll tell you right now, I'm not proud of it. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Insane on, in the membrane. Insane in the brain. Insane in the membrane. Do you know what the name of the song is? Is it Insane in the Membrane? No, it's Insane in the Brain. Insane in the Brain. I feel like this was you post-college, you know? What year is this? Your- your, your way, 1993? 93, yeah, this is me. Yeah, like trying to find your way, kicking around the league. Yeah, I'm an undrafted yeah. free agent. Nobody wants me. Right. I'm begging my way to get into training camps. Yeah. I'm going to training camps just as a leg. I'm just there yeah. just to, you know, so the other guy doesn't get burnt out for the season. I got really no chance of making it. Right. Insane. They, they misspelled In your name one time. Oh, dude, yeah. they misspelled my name in Detroit. I said to the equipment manager, I'm like, yo, man, can't you spell my name right at least? A little respect. You know what he told me? Take it off or go out with your name misspelled because there's nothing I can do to fix it now. We're like five minutes from kickoff, pal. <laughs> yeah, I wanted my damn respect, too. Res- put some respect on my name. What was your reaction when he said that? I was just like, this sucks because, you know, the whole thing was is that I was at, on a team. This was the Detroit Lions, and I had a college teammate on the team. What year was this? This is 93-ish, 93-4, somewhere. Okay, so around the same time as Insane in the right, Insane in the yeah. Brain came out. And I had this teammate from college that was on this team. They were pretty team. good that year, weren't they? The, the Lions were okay. They, you know, Barry Sanders was the running back. Yeah. They and were 10-6 that year with Wayne Fonz. You know who the quarterback was? Scott um, Mitchell. Yes, Scott Mitchell, who, who yeah. was a free agent because, you know, he took over from, you know, Dan Marino got hurt. And yeah. he had, like, a big year for the Dolphins. And then he signed a free agent deal with, with uh, Detroit. Yeah. Nine and seven. That was 94. Was that, so it was 93 going into 94. Yeah, 94 I, season. I yeah. think even Herman Moore was a wide receiver on that team. Because 93 it was Rodney Pete still. So oh. 94 was Scott Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so I had this college teammate that was on that team, and he was such a, like, was steroided it? freak. His name was Mark Spindler. It's amazing how guys are, like, bullies when they're young and they're all freaked out on steroids and how when they become, like, grown men and adults, they become, like, normal people again. Yeah. So it's nice to have these relationships all these years later, you know, because this guy, like when I tell you the things that this guy did to me, Mark Sondler, Mark Spindler, he was a defensive lineman. Oh, Spindler. Yeah, I see him right here. One day I show up, George, at the locker room. Right. And none of my stuff is in my locker. Now, when you're a kicker, your shoes, your kicking shoes, these are the tools of the trade. Right. And I was like obsessed with my shoes. I had had, like six pairs of shoes and I was working them all the time because I wanted to make sure I always had an ample amount. One shoe gets hurt. You know, you need to go get another one, whatever. I show up at the locker room one day, and none of my stuff is in my locker. Uh-oh. I mean. Mark's, Mark Spindler took it. So I go to the equipment guys. I'm like, hey, fellas, um, you guys know what happened to my stuff? And they're like, nope, we don't know. Now, you have to understand, Spindler was like a second or third round pick. He's kind of one of the leaders of the defense. Chris Spielman was the, the real leader. De- defensive tackle, 6'5", 290, it says yeah. here. And a total bully. And like I said, all steroided out of his brains. 
And uh, so none of my stuff is in my locker. I can't, I can't even practice. I got no shoulder pads, no helmet. I got no kicking shoes. I got nothing. Right, nothing. Nobody's going to help me because Spindler's paid all the equipment managers to do this to me, you know? <laughs> so, dude, I wind up going into the showers, and in the shower is one big garbage can. Oh, no, with all your stuff. Filled with ice water oh, no. with a giant, like, shaving cream thing at the top, like it looked like an ice cream cone. Yeah. And then my picture cut out and sitting right there on the top of it. Oh. Inside the garbage can, everything I owned was tied in a knot. So that it would all be, like, not only destroyed, but essentially impossible to get apart. Yeah. So this guy was like this giant big bully, you know? Where was this story going? Where did this story start? (laughs) Detroit Lions, Insane in the Membrane, 1994, trying to get my groove on. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Wow, that spun out of control. It did. That story went nowhere quickly. That story was a spindler. That story had no conclusion to it. You know? <laughs> the conclusion was, I all I thought to myself was, go take a baseball bat to yeah. his brand new car and smash all of his windows. Except he would have broken, he would have ripped your arms apart. Dude, I'm not joking. He chased me around the dining hall later that night. Because Wayne Fonts, who was the coach of the Lions at the time, said, hey, we have to have the rookies do a talent show. So Spindler was yelling my name, Kaplan, get up there, Kaplan, get up there. I'm like, I'm not a rookie. I'm a first-year player. I was a rookie the year before. He's like, no, you're going to do something. So I get up there, and I start doing this impression of Spindler. Yeah. He loses his mind in oh, the dining because no. everybody's now laughing at him because of my impression yeah. of him. Right, right, right. He was chase- I was Barry Sanders through the tables. He was chasing me in the dining hall because he was going to kill me. I can totally see that. <laughs> and you terrified. Oh, dude, I played and in the steroid laughing their ass off at you. <laughs> yeah. They loved it. They loved it, and I didn't love it. Yeah, that's anyway. funny. That was a good group, man. They had, like, some talent on that team. Barry Sanders, as you mentioned. Yeah. Brett Perriman. Yes, that's right. Brett Herman Perriman. Moore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Herman Moore, yeah. Good players on that team. Johnny yeah, Morton from USC. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't there that long, George. Yeah. Didn't create but lifelong you relationships. Had enough, you were there long enough to tell a funny story, so good for yeah. you. Oh, there's, hey, real there's quick about football. OBJ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Lindsay and I were talking about this the other day, and, and I think the Rams are going to bring OBJ back. It seems fairly obvious at this point. Um, Rams receiving core is going to be ridiculous, like with Cup and Allen Robinson and Vance uh, um, Jefferson. Oh got it, Jefferson. Yes, yep. thank you. I was going to say Vance Joseph, but mm-hmm. he's the defensive coordinator, right? Um, the and, and and then OBJ eventually, right? Like, and you know what OBJ reminds me of? What he was able to accomplish this season a little bit? Because hmm. remember in the Super Bowl, I mean, he was playing amazing, right? Like he. Had he stayed healthy, he might have been in co- in the conversation for MVP of that yeah, game. Might have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it kind of reminded me a little bit of another guy w- that we saw just recently play a, di- play a role and win a championship. It was Andrew Wiggins. It kind of reminded me a little bit of. You're saying the the game that Od- Odell Beckham was playing in the Super Bowl? You're saying the way he kind of got yeah, to the Yeah, the way Rams. that he came in and took on a role and, and, and met, you know, did great at the role, particularly later in the season. Remember in that game against Baltimore, he had he picked up two first downs on fourth down for them. Yeah. And and he just had big moments at the end of that season and in the playoffs and then even in the Super Bowl before he got hurt. And Andrew Wiggins kind of did the same thing for the Warriors and both were very much ballyhooed players who were supposed to be guys to lead teams to championships when they were young. Well, you know, George, um, I will just say this about Odell. I don't know that it's a foregone conclusion that he comes back to the Rams. Okay. And I'm, I'm only saying it this way. If you're the Rams, 
you're waiting because you want to see what's going to happen with his knee, right? I mean, you assume he's going to be fine, but you don't want to give him a big money deal right now because you're not positive. And if you're right, the Rams, but he he's also fine with waiting, right? And and as he waits, and as he weighs his options, ultimately, the Rams may be a, a team that he wants to come back to, but he also may go someplace and just sign for let, let's say 13, 12 games, whatever it is. Prove that he's healthy again. Prove that he can still perform. And then there's a big money, big signing bonus contract for him. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe, Cappy. But I, I just think he seems fairly content to be here. Well, I mean, listen, he, he joins the team in L.A. where he was essentially recruited by Vaughn Miller and lots of right. others. Yeah. He wins a but Super Bowl. he likes Bowl. it here. He crashed McVay's wedding, for God's sake. Listen, I assume that... Odell Beckham wants to rejoin the I feel Rams. like you were looking for the negative Odell angle, and you found it. Oh, no, 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 not at all. I'm, I'm actually just thinking about it from Odell's perspective, which is, hey, look, why are the Rams not signing me now? Even if it's just a one-year deal, I could be at the facility, and I could be working with their trainers. I could be working with their team doctors. Well, I could be doing my rehab why mess with their cap them. when you don't need to? You know what I mean? Like, you figure it out later. Which, by the way, the longer it goes on, in theory... You yeah. get into the season. Let's say Odell's yeah. ready to play. Well, can you hurry um, this up because I want to hear what you what you screwed up and why you were in here yesterday. Well, me. all right, then forget Odell. Up. Forget Odell. Forget about this then. You, okay. Let me tell you what happened. I, I, I mean, didn't you, screw you, up. Went, you took me down Spindler Road there for no reason know, for like five minutes. You know, now, I, do, I do feel like I should wait this out, though, but I'll try and make it brief. Go. Let me ask everybody here a question. Yeah. Who here takes their birthday off from work? Never. Okay. Nope. Laura? Nope, never have. Same. I'm the same way. I always criticize people for taking their birthday off. I'm like, what? Here we go. I'm like, why would you take your birthday off from work? It's just another day. What, you have to have your birthday off from work? I don't understand people who do that. Yeah. But I actually took the day off yesterday, not for my birthday. Can you finish where this is going, George? For Rachel's birthday. That is correct. Yeah. You don't think that we figured that out, Cap? Yeah, we knew that. Yeah, we knew that. We said it on the air yesterday. When we you saw that knew? your post about, you know, about Rachel, we knew immediately why you were taking that Tuesday off. Oh, really? Yeah. You thought you I were mean, breaking news? Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm a little embarrassed about it, if I'm being honest. <laughs> oh, okay, you're embarrassed because you were the guy that always said, you shouldn't take your birthday off, it's just another day, and then you actually took your uh, a day off for someone else's birthday instead. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But, I will tell you this. Stance. Yeah, it's the way life works. I want to say one thing to all guys out there. That's why I'm not an absolutist. I understand. I want to say one thing to all guys out there. Mm -hmm. I got a pedicure yesterday because we went for pedicures. Amazing. Together. They took this cheese grater device, and they were scraping the bottoms of my feet. 30 seconds. And all this, like, Parmesan cheese was, like, falling right off my feet. Okay, that's where Really? I mean, all right, bro. I want to say to all guys, get a pedicure once every six to eight weeks. I'm going to start doing that. Yeah, all right. Because it was uh, By the way, more on a, on a much better note, congratulations to Trace, uh, Trace Thompson, Michael's other son. Uh, we know that it's Michael, Clay, and Trace, and uh, the three sons, they have Michael Jr. Uh, well, spelled differently, but you get the point. Uh, Trace had a big hit today in the gap uh, that extended the Dodgers' lead. The Dodgers are trying to close that thing out. They yeah, were two up run double. in the eighth, and Trace had a two-run double. Yep, it was awesome. So. Congrats. All right, we're, we're done here. Great job, Cappy. Good to yep. have you back. Great job, Lindsay and Laura. We'll talk to you mañana. See you.